Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. When putting together your gear, wrap a piece of duct tape around your water bottle. It's barely noticeable. But if another piece of gear breaks or tears, pull off your tape to make a quick patch or repair. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash LL Bean. LL Bean. Be an outsider. Hey, everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. want to thank you all for listening this week, and uh, make sure, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the feed that you're listening to on. Leave us a five-star review. It really helps out a lot. It helps keep this thing going. And uh, Ryan, uh, I, I guess uh, before we get started here, because uh, it is going to be kind of a light show, just uh, give give the uh, listeners just a little bit of an update on uh, on on uh, Copper. Oh yeah, How's he doing? oh yeah. We had we had his big old ACL surgery this morning, and I've been stressed out of my mind all day. But everything was a success. He's at home. He's resting in his nice, comfortable bed out by out in the living room by the TV and the couch. Couch. He's hanging out with my dad right now. So just yeah, everything's good and good and i got like that's the most stressed i've ever i've been in a long time and it's just been like kind of a long day but it's like a huge yeah. weight is lifted off now it's just now comes the fun part rehabbing him and trying to keep him from being super active because he's a super <laughs> active dog yeah how how old is he i, I don't he I don't is 10 years old okay okay so he's yeah he's that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's a decent age for a dog, but he's still got, you know, quite a few years. So, yeah. uh, yeah, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll recover from this and it'll be fun. Like every week, you know, he'll be just a little bit better and then eventually he'll be back to, back to 100% and, yeah. uh, running and playing with you and your, your uh, niece and nephew and, and your dad, I'm sure <laughs> right now I just, uh, just sitting there watching TV, you know, doubt, like baseball or something. Uh, probably well we just got done watching better call Saul so him and my dad are probably oh, in there, there. last I saw before I came into my room to record this they were watching beat Bobby Flay which I've gotten huge into cooking shows <laughs> lately so I've been like binge oh, yeah. watching beat Bobby Flay all the time so so it's just like it's just like it's just it's amazing when I try to get myself out of the whole 
MMA and sports sphere, yeah. like what I watch. It's just random stuff. But, that's yeah. That's uh, couldn't be couldn't be much. But uh, but I mean, I but yeah. But if anybody's listening and is better call Saul fans, tonight's episode was just uh, just give that show all the all the awards in the world. I think it's a better show than Breaking Bad. So, so I think that uh, I I tend to agree. I, I tend to agree. I'm I'm way behind. I I still haven't watched last season yet. Yeah. And I got this complete season sitting on the PBR right now. This was the premiere of this of the second of the half second, of this season. Of the second half, yes. This whole season's just been, yeah. And yeah, even last season, just when they introduced, when they introduced, you know, one particular character, they introduced him at the end of season four, Lalo. But you know, he's a big part of season five, yeah. a big part of the, this, and just okay. it was just it's it's fantastic television. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm just gonna binge that at some point. I'm watching Ozark right now, so I think once I'm done Ozark, I'm gonna get back into, uh, and then I can just do two seasons all at once. So. But yeah, as you can tell, uh, we we were talking before the show, and this week's episode, I don't know how much MMA content we're gonna have because uh, we had like kind of a nothing happening show this past weekend. We got a good show coming up, not a lot of news, um, and we were even struggling to find out our our we have to talk about segment and. Uh, we ended up landing on um, on some comments that uh, Yuri Pachaska made today. I'm assuming was it on the MMA Hour? No, he did. He uh, posted a video on his social oh. media today. So. Oh, okay, okay. So, but uh, okay, and well, why don't you tell the people about that? Because I hadn't heard about it till you mentioned. Yeah, it. Ba- basically, he said he said you know he's the champ. He's the champ. Sometimes the champ gets to call the shots, but he said he wants to give Glover to share the rematch rematch he said that he doesn't feel like he performed at his best which is <laughs> which is incredible considering how incredible that fight was fight was but i think he pretty much implied that he felt like he could finish glover earlier and didn't and he wants he want he feels like glover deserves the rematch rematch after that and just everything and so yeah yeah it looks like we're looks like that's going to be i mean if it wasn't if it was if it had an 80% chance of happening happening you know a few days ago it's probably now now at a 95% chance, chance of happening and you know maybe before the end of the year december or so you know that could be a possibility yeah i was i was thinking cuz you know we got november is usually msg and that's like that's not an msg fight so probably december in you know in vegas um, or or would they do the two? Like sometimes they do a show at the beginning of the month and the end of the month. Well, they don't do that. They, they don't do that in December anymore because of college football. Oh, college football. Okay. They stopped doing. Oh, they right. stopped doing. That. They yeah. used to do that, but now that now with ESPN and ESPN having college football, yeah. football and bowl games every Saturday, they can't get they can't fit UFC on the on the schedule for the for the prelims. So they they don't do. Unfortunately, they don't do the New Year's in show which was always one of the f- most fun weeks in vegas every year yeah so this would be this would be like the december show that yeah, be like, used, used to always be in toronto yeah that, that'll be this yeah. one kind of yeah there maybe it'll be in toronto no it'll be in vegas That'd be cool it'll be in vegas vegas okay. they have to have two more pay-per-views yeah. in vegas That'd... this year so so okay well that'd be a good one i mean it's not like a super marquee but because of like how great that first fight was i could see it doing pretty well um on uh, you know tickets and and on paper yeah um you know especially you know if you're pachaska if he defends again and ends up you know doing what he says he wants to do 
and the finishing Glover early. I think I think I could turn him into a bit of a pay per view draw. Yeah. But uh, you know we'll see. Yeah, he's got yeah. he's got. I mean, he's got everything. He's got everything you you want in a you know potential superstar fight fighter. You know, he's a fantastic fighter. He's got plenty of highlight reels. Talks very well. Very very good personality. You know, he's somebody that fan, fans can connect to. They just need to push him and and hope that you know fans do connect to him. But he's got everything you want, and he's young too. That's a big that's a big key too. I don't. I don't imagine we heard anything from Glover's camp, but I can't imagine he would say no to a rematch. I mean, yeah, he's been asking for for a rematch since okay. since the the moment the fight ended. If you remember, okay. so, so yeah, so. yeah. And honestly, honestly, for him, like at his age, you know, you want to do that right away. Yeah, you don't want to do another fight in between, and you know, you can lose. And yeah, get get make your money now, and and you know, I think his best chance of winning is. As quickly as he can get that fight. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> I think like they're on like Glover is probably on a slow decline. Although I mean, his results wouldn't show it, but Yuri is still on the upward. So you know, you kind of you know you kind of want to intersect where you are now. You don't want to go too much longer. Yeah, and then for Glover at his age, I mean, you you get the rematch, and if it doesn't work out, you could probably just walk off and into the sunset at that point so yeah. you know makes him instead of trying to yeah, he'll, he'll trying to win and get back to there yeah and or he could win and just keep he'll make a nice payday yeah too. or he could win it yeah. win it they do a third fight or he keeps fighting other people and keeps keeps the storybook thing going <laughs> absolutely yeah Rock, we'll do rocky seven um all right so yeah so that was that was our we got to talk about again not not a ton there but it was, I thought that was interesting, and honestly, that was bigger than anything else that happened over the last seven days, I think. There's one, one other thing we'll hit in the news that you know I thought was kind of big, but maybe not. But uh, this past weekend, we did have uh last show at the Apex uh, you know, for a little while. I think we got another show next, next month coming out of there, but we're going to be on the road for a few four or five shows in a row three three shows and, in a row. uh we three shows to, three three shows that's it just three three and then back at the, right. the back at the apex on august 6th and then and then who knows okay. who knows after that they haven't announced anything past past september 3rd right so 13th and 20th are are both on the road and then the then we have a week off and then september 3rd yeah Right. Yeah, September third's Paris. Paris. September tenth's a pay per view, so that'll be yeah. that'll be somewhere right. non Apex. But oh, we had they haven't even announced that officially yet. I no, think. they haven't. September tenth. No, they haven't. Or is it? Yeah, but we're like we were saying Atlanta last week, right? Saying Atlanta. They were saying Atlanta, but there might there might be some changes. I alluded to it in my column because okay. I we'll get into that. We'll get news. into it later. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, we had the Battle of the Raphaels, uh, Fiziev and Dosanios, and. I got to tell you something, Ryan. Um, this whole the whole uh, show, you know, they're building to it. They did a really good job. They aired a lot of promo pieces throughout, and I saw some of it. You know, I'm usually fast forwarding through it, but I was kind of watching a little bit, and they kind of like I thought they did a good job building this fight up. But as soon as like the fight started, and like they started fighting, and I was just like, I don't know what it was, but I just could not get into this fight. I'm, I was like, and I watched it, you know, I was, I wasn't live, but I was maybe like a half hour behind by the time I got to the main event. And I would just, I don't know what it was, but I was just not into this fight at all. And, you know, they're both, it was a decent fight, but it just wasn't grabbing my attention. I 
couldn't even really like tell you how I scored it. Like I think I had it, I think I had it three one, but I was thinking it could have been two two. And then you know, and then you know, Fiziev just came out in the fifth round and and got a, you know, got a knockout like eighteen seconds in. I I don't know. On first glance, it seemed like it was kind of a quick stoppage, but. Dasanios didn't complain and uh you know and it was I mean I think you know if it was quick I mean it was going to end up like 10 seconds later getting stopped anyway so probably didn't matter and uh Fiziev won he's now 12 and 1 um Dasanjos you know he's you know back of the bus for the title contenders now he, he's never getting a title shot again and I mean he could almost retire anytime now but Fiziev is you know he's he's calling they asked him to call out anybody, and he called out Rafael Nadal from uh, Wimbledon. Um, I don't know what the hell that was, but he, and he said it like three times. So I, you know, he clearly he thought it was funny, um, but he didn't really care to fight any of the other lightweights in the division, even though the division's stacked and there's a lot of big money fights there. I don't know, like, what what did what did you think, Ryan, of this fight? I thought it was so-so. I think, I think when uh, you talk about you know how you just couldn't get into it, I think environment has a little bit to do with that too. To, well, yeah, yeah. To yeah. let's just be honest, like, like you know, they, you know, they they were talking about in particular, in particular during one fight, how you know the this apex is loud is like you could hear still hear a pin drop in it, and you know it was I think it was during yeah. during the. He, an awesome fight between Michael Johnson and Jamie Malarkey where if that fight was in front of like oh. a full arena it would have been crazy and there was another the another fight we'll get into get into uh, well I'll just say it, the heavyweight fight Chase Sherman and Jared Vandera like like if those fights had been in front, oh, of, front of front of fans they'd be getting huge reactions and and like when you kind of looked at what was like what were the seats at the apex like it was barely even half full for what they have have there it was just like it's just it's just yeah i think that has a lot to do with it and it was just it wasn't an overly exciting fight i thought it was good very technically good and and uh fizzy fiziev was very good at defending the takedowns and getting the better of dos Anjos on the feet feet and yeah i had a three one going into the fifth and, and he definitely knocked dos Anjos out dos Anjos was staring into space when it was when it was stopped so it was okay. a good stoppage but uh yeah it's just you know i'm it's a good win for Fiziev. It's six in a row. I don't, I don't know how much of a statement win it was because he just he he won, but it's not like he dominated it. And and Dosanya still looked good. And even with the loss, I think, I think he could still he could still be in the running for the Conor McGregor fight just because, you know. But uh, yeah, it's just would have been nice if he would have mentioned it. Uh, Dosanjos, well, they didn't, you know, they didn't, you know, I'm talking about Dosanjos, not Fiziev. Oh, you mean Dosanjos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah, yeah okay. Fiziev, yeah. 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 I don't think Connor, like. <laughs> They're not going to put Connor and Fiziev together, yeah. Even though they were no, kind of. That's a, that's a. Even though they were kind of trash talking each idea. other on Twitter during the week about axe kicks of all things. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good win for Fiziev. He called, you know, he did the whole Rafael Nadal thing, thing. But I think he brought up Justin Gaethje at his post-fight scrum, and that he did, yeah, that yeah. actually I think yeah that kind of makes sense to yeah. me. To me, if they're not going, if they yeah. end up going doing Chandler and Poirier instead of Poirier and Gaethje, then Fiziev and Gaethje, I mean, that would be a hell of a fight right there. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's a really nice fight that could either headline a 
fight night or be like a strong like number three fight on a pay-per-view um you know and and big statement win for fiziev or just a big win over a rising contender for geishi you know to kind of get him back in the picture so that's a that's a really good fight to make um yeah you know you're probably right like in terms of the you know the apex i did think there was like there, there was you know a couple times when they when they actually got loud but I mean, again, it was like it was a different kind of loud. Like, you know, it's like watching a game in a high school gym, and you know, and and you know, with with all the family there, you know, cheering on somebody because he hit a three pointer, as opposed to you know, like twenty thousand people in an arena going nuts for you know two guys knocking the crap out of each other. And I mean, I don't know that they would have been going nuts for this fight, but it definitely would have been better than you know the atmosphere that we yeah. saw it in, so. you got a point there they yeah. they are fighting in a basically in a high school gym so yeah yeah i mean that's it's it a damn, I mean, it's so. a damn warehouse even said, like i don't i don't ever remember you know essentially i don't know if they actually used the words but they pretty much said like we got to get out of this thing like you know it's kind of like I, if you read between yeah the lines, like i honestly feel like feel like bisping in them like you know especially bisping like yeah like i, I think you know because bisping's called a bunch of the bunch of these event events you know in the full arenas and it's just it's just it's different and you know and you know i've been to plenty of events in full arenas and and feeling this it's just like it's just it's it's this we it's a broken record but this apex it's like yeah. we're watching regional regional scene fights and this is yeah. not what the ufc is it's a ufc is not no. people fighting in a warehouse you know you know guys who are supposed to be fighting for world titles fighting in a warehouse that's not what the ufc is it's you know they're, they're a spectacle they're a 10 billion dollar company like it's ridiculous so have you ever, you ever you ever go to a comedy club? Yes. Okay. Have you ever uh, you know how they always have an opener that comes out there before before the headliner? Yeah. And the opener is supposed to like get you all wound up, and he's supposed to be funny. He's not supposed to outshine the guy after him, but but he's you know he's gonna rev the crowd up, of course, yeah. and get him ready for the main event. Of right? course, yeah. Yeah. So I think part of the problem with this main event might have been the co-main for me. Um, Chow Barallo and Armin Petrosian, like I almost fell asleep watching that. Fight. Yeah, that fight sucked. And then that led into the main event. Yeah, and then and then that led into the main event. So by the time the main event, like I was ready for bed, you know, and and it wasn't even that late, but you know, it's like ten thirty. But uh, I don't know. I uh, no, maybe a little bit later now. But yeah, I mean, so so to me, that was that was part of it too. Um, you know, and 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 I thought like you know going in like this might be like a really exciting fight and we might see like a finish and i just like petrosian just couldn't get it going and barala just you know kind of just kept taking him down and i don't know i i uh yeah we talked about last week like you know we this was a one fight show and some of the undercard fights were pretty good like you mentioned the heavyweight fight and uh the michael johnson fight and um, yeah, but there were other ones were not too bad. But there were some undercard fights that I'll be honest were absolute boring ass shit, like terrible fights. What like Anton Antonina and Courtney Casey? I mean, I didn't. I wouldn't even put that on my bottom three of fights on the card. But it was oh, it wasn't okay. that great either. Yeah. 
no no yeah there there was some there were some doozers here but um so yeah i don't know if, anything else you want to add on that main event or do you just want to get into uh or three i mean there's, there's not much i mean i mean i personally thought i honestly thought had dos años won especially if he finished finished that uh that they might have put him in the fight with Oliveira for the title because there's not really a clear a clear guy who's gonna fight Oliveira Vera right now. I mean, you would think it's Islam Makachev, but but it seems like they're doing everything they can to avoid giving Makachev the title right. shot right now. So it's just like there's nobody clear, clear. And I thought I honestly thought Dos Anjos had he won, they probably would have done Oliver and Dos Anjos because at least Dos Anjos is former champ, big name, big name, and all that. So, uh, but yeah, Fiziev. I mean, that lightweight division is just a bunch of killers. So you like do you think uh you so you don't think it Fiziev is going to get uh Oliveira then? No, I don't think Fiziev is going to get it. I I still I still feel like if we're going to end up with Oliveira and McGregor. It's just it's it's yeah, it's well, I mean, you, know, you know just it's crazy, just cuz yeah, just cuz Charles keeps bringing him up. I mean, it feels like the MSG baby. Yeah, you know we're I mean there's that's your main event or for MSG. T-Mobile in December. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go with with Glover and Yuri underneath. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, no, they won't. Um, no, they won't. All right. No, so you know what? No, I'm gonna... no, there will be no, there will be no second title fight on a McGregor card. Oh right. He doesn't share pay per view points. Uh, that's one of his things. He that is it's one of his things. He'll share okay. if the other person who's fighting with him can get pay per view points, but nobody else can. That's, I think you know that's that's one of that's one of the perks for him. So. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, uh, I'm gonna do my three stars first. Um, so my first star is gonna be Kennedy and and Jakuwu. Um, he uh, he looked like a completely different fighter against Carl Robertson. Like he uh, he came out and almost immediately like got a takedown. And I'm like, wait a second, I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, and sure enough, they pointed it out several times in the fight. Like he'd never had a UFC takedown and uh he um and he just did that the whole fight and then he ended up finishing him in the third round uh elbows from from the back uh he just looked like a completely different fighter here and i i gotta say like i had a feeling i was looking at a future champ down the road because like with his striking that he had before and now he can mix in wrestling and grappling with that that's a dangerous dude and uh i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing what he does next 
Um, my next one is going to be Cody Brundage. Uh, I got a KO over Trishon Gore. Uh, this fight had like no business being on on like a UFC card, but um, Trishon Gore is like nowhere near UFC caliber. But uh, he got knocked out, and Cody Brundage looked really good, and he cut a great promo afterwards. So good for him. And I am actually going to go with um, a loser for my third star. And I'm I'm advocating for this dude, Jared Vandera. Um, he he just had a great fight with Chase Sherman, and uh, there's a couple great moments in this fight, and you'll go over it when you do the rundown. But like, I just I don't want to see this guy get cut. Like, I know he's gonna get cut, but I really don't want to see him get cut because I thought he fought his ass off, and and it was just so much fun. And this fight, like, I was it almost went the, the distance, and like I was I was actually had a tweet ready to go as soon as the fight was going to be over. And I was going to say, if you told me this fight was going to go 15 minutes, I would have said, I'm no way I'm staying awake for this. And they actually had a great fight and it wasn't your heavyweight, you know, snore. In fact, like it may have been the fight of the night. Like, I think I would call it the fight. And I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it was the fight. No, it was just Sherman just got the bonus for fight of the night. But um, yeah, Johnson Malarkey got a fight of the night, but that's, I mean, that was a good fight too, but I really love this fight and I, I'm giving my third start to Vandera. Just hopefully he doesn't get cut. <laughs> um, who, who are your third? Okay. My first one's going to go to David Onama. I mean, granted he fought a guy who, yeah. who took a fight on Tuesday and was, and was fighting a weight class up, but Onama looked, looked great. His striking was great great and then he got takedowns and submitted arm garrett armfield with a triangle arm triangle choke in the second round uh onama he's he's only got one loss and that was to mason jones in a fight he took like the week of the fight and that was a great fight but he's got a lot of potential and he you know featherweight is stacked with a bunch of prospects and that's another guy to keep an eye on uh, my second star, I'm going to go with Saeed Nurmagomedov. I uh, thought he had a great showing. Douglas Silva, Dayandrage, brought the fight to him and put him into into some troubling positions, and and you know was you know hitting him, connecting with him, and and got a take takedown or two in the fi- fight. But Nurmagomedov just you know he he answered a lot of questions in this fight about how good he could be. And my third star. Uh, I'll go with Chase Sherman. Just, uh, just yeah. I mean, you know, the guy broke a four fight losing skid in a in a great fight. He was looking at, you know, had he lost, he was gonna more than likely he was gonna be cut. And and this is his third UFC stint, so not very many guys get three chances, let alone a four fourth chance even as a heavyweight but uh yeah he saved his career and and <laughs> there was a funny thing he uh he went on he went to a club afterwards to celebrate and he ran into oj simpson and he posted an uh no. he posted a photo on instagram with the caption killers so i thought that was really fun oh i thought that was really funny so like <laughs> i gotta give him props for that because i found that really hilarious like 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 what a great caption wow. like it was fantastic yeah 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 i guess yeah it's been long enough. yeah um, we all know oj wow. did it let's uh let's be honest yeah I, everybody everybody and their okay, mothers no. know knows he did it so so let's just be honest but <laughs> yeah 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 
Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, okay, I'm glad you love that fight as much as I yeah. do because, uh, yeah. I, hey, I, I mean, if it wasn't for that, there's no way I would have stayed awake we, until the main event. We were so, ragging on it last. How they got we were ragging on it last week, yeah. and I was ragging on it in my preview, preview saying that this had no business being on a main card and and all that, and it delivered. So you got to give props whenever, whenever you know you're you go into to a fight having negative feelings, and and it turns out to be the in my opinion, the second best fight on the card. Yeah. I mean, you know, and again, I, I, if I had a vote, I would have had it as my best fight of the card. So, uh, but again, that's no, no shade on Malarkey and Johnson. Cause they had a hell of a fight too. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there, there we go. Those were our three stars. And again, it's funny that we both had one fight. I don't know if that's ever happened where we had two, two guys in the same fight that we, we had, had as a star so but but two but two but two different guys so yeah yeah guys in the same i was about to say there's been some of these some of these shows that it'd been hard to pick three and we've had the same same a couple times yeah yeah i uh man jared vandera like from the first time i saw him when i pointed out that he bared a slight resemblance to john moxley he could not look any different from that dude now um you know he, he looks yeah he shaved his head and he uh he's he's got he's getting fatter um <laughs> might, might not make 265 if he stays in ufc much longer and, and then mox is all leaned out and uh fight you know just just looks so good so yeah um and yeah so that that was that so ryan uh take us through the rest of this shithole card. <laughs> Uh, it started off with uh, Bantamweight fight Saeed Yokub Kakramanov uh, Unanimous decision over Ronnie Lawrence 30-26 and then two thirty twenty-seven 30-27 scores Kakramanov just dominated the fight Constantly taking Lawrence down And dominating on the ground I had a, I had a 30-26 I thought the third round was a 10-8 10-8 but uh, it was clear Kakramanov win It was an okay fight, fight Just a uh, just, you know, a lot of battling on the ground, ground, and Lawrence, who is you, Lawrence, who had come in, come in. If you include his contender series fight and his uh, two first two UFC fights, he had scored twenty eight takedowns in those three fights, and he only got one, one this fight. But Kakramanov got ten takedowns, so it was just, it was a you know yeah. very very different on that. Then we have the uh, light heavyweight fight, Kennedy and Chuck Wu, uh, finishing Carl Roberson in the third round and with TKO with elbows. You, you gave and Chuck Wu, you know, one of your stars, and yeah, his wrestling, his wrestling was good. It was good for you know he improved, showed lots of improvement there. But I thought this fight was really bad. <laughs> so, so. Oh, I'm I, I'm not going to argue that it was a bad. No, no, yeah. I just, I yeah. just thought he had a great yeah. performance. No, he had a great he had a great showing. He looked very very improved, but it was you know it was not the mo- it was far from the most entertaining fight because there was a lot of and Chuck Wu just holding him down on the ground and dominating from the top until getting the until getting the finish. Then we had the featherweight fight, David Onama submitting Garrett, Garrett Armfield in the second round with the arm triangle choke that I talked about. Then we had a women's flyweight fight. Antonina Shevchenko split decision over Courtney Casey, one twenty nine twenty eight for Casey, and then two twenty nine twenty eight for Shevchenko. Uh, not the most entertaining fight, and uh, it was very it was very close. It came to, in my opinion, it came down to the first. That yeah. could have gone either the way. Shevchenko to me did a little more damage, on, you know, in the round, but Casey was very active on their back back. 
you know, at the end, at the end, uh, media scores are pretty much split down the middle. The problem with Courtney Casey is she's a lot like Angela Hill in that they just leave fights too close, too close. And it's just, and you're going to lose a lot of those fights if they too close. Courtney Casey had a great third round. And if she fought one of the first two rounds, like she fought the third round, third round, she would have very clearly won the fight, won the fight. But she just, you know, on these, you know, on these judges, you know, you can't leave the fights that close. If you're going to, if you're going to win, you need to like win, win, not like squeak out a win. It's, it's like, to me, it's the announcers even point the announcer. I was going to say the announcers even pointed out that Valentina at ringside screaming every time like Anthony threw a punch may have swayed the judges. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a baseball team that has a winning record but their run differential is in the negatives. You know, it's like it's yeah, like you're yeah. winning games but you're not <laughs> but you're not but you're squeaking yeah. by, you know, and you're and you're probably yeah. you're probably winning some games that you shouldn't win and you're losing you're losing some games that you maybe should have won or who knows, you know, you know, so it's like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. So but uh, and then the uh prelims closed out with a middleweight fight, Cody Brundage uh, knocked out Treshawn Gore in the first round. That was, was an impressive showing for Brundage. But uh, Treshawn Gore, you know, he had a lot of hype coming off the last season of Ultimate Fighter. But he's only got five career fights. He's not ready for the UFC. He needs a whole lot of polishing and more more time on the on the uh, on the regional scene. So I, I suspect he'll be back there next. And then uh, getting in, yeah. I mean, he does. I mean, he's just he's not ready for yeah, yeah, even yeah. even like a guy getting signed off the contender series with with the same amount of fights of him. I don't think he's ready for that either. Either not after this showing, but uh, anyway, uh, kicked off the main card of the great lightweight fight. Jamie Malarkey scored a split decision over Michael Johnson two twenty nine twenty eight for Malarkey one twenty nine twenty eight for Johnson. Uh, I had it for Johnson. Uh, the vast majority of the uh, media scores had it for Johnson. This was not a robbery. It came down to how you scored the first. Uh, Johnson, I think, clearly yeah. won the second, and the Malarkey clearly won the third. I, I think is how it was. I mean, uh, was the first round the one that no, no, where they were just going nuts at the end of the yeah, first no, round for like the last no, fifteen? I seconds. had that reverse. Malarkey was that this one? Yeah. Yeah, but Malarkey clearly won the second, and yeah. Johnson clearly won the third. But the first round, yeah. they both they each scored a knockdown in the in the first in the first round. I, even though I think, yeah, I think Johnson was the only one credited with a knockdown. But they each scored a knock knockdown. Johnson's knockdown came came like in the middle of the first, and he very he came close to finishing Malarkey, Malarkey, but Malarkey recovered, yeah. and then he even though they didn't count it as a knockdown, he dropped Johnson late in the round and then they had that wild flurry at the end where malarkey was getting the better of it johnson had malarkey closer to being finished than malarkey had johnson closer you know to being finished in the first but i think the fact that malarkey's you know ended the round as strong as i did i think that's what swayed the judges even though everybody thought johnson won the fight and johnson he probably has the right to be upset you know and i feel bad for him because because you know, you look at his record. He's like one and five in his last six fights, and a lot of guys would get cut for that. But I don't think he should get cut off of the off of this because he 
he probably should have won in my opinion but but you know what was, he didn't. wasn't there a fight like wasn't it wasn't there a fight a couple of years ago where he just destroyed the guy and he lost the decision was that stevie ray uh or there there was one that was like it was so clearly like the wrong decision yeah it might have been the stevie been ray fight because stevie ray won by majority decision in that majority yeah yeah so i think there was like a like a somebody had a draw in there and or either that or it was yeah there was one fight though where johnson got screwed yeah and i, I remember that. he's he's another guy you know not not in the vein of like an angela hill or courtney casey but he's been in a, a lot of close fights that could have gone either way and he's been he's been on you know both ends of the spectrum when it comes to that so so you know but uh it was a very it was the best fight on the card card and one of the better fights you know of the month with uh you know well i say of the month we've only had two shows but <laughs> uh, but it might have been the best fight of the month so far who knows uh then we had a bantamweight fight Eamon Zahabi unanimous decision over Ricky Turkios 29-28 all around I thought this fight was god awful I mean <laughs> yeah everybody was kind of excited about Turkios uh, being the tough winner you know and him having potential and he put up just an absolutely awful showing in this fight and the hobby wasn't much better and uh yeah like that's a fight where if you missed it you missed absolutely nothing and if you don't watch it i commend you for not watching it you will miss absolutely no you will save a good 20 minutes of your life by not watching it just spend that 20 minutes doing something else and then uh we had the heavyweight fight, Chase Sherman, third round finish over Jared Vanderaw. There's a lot of rock'em sock'em robots during this fight. It was fantastic. And uh Sherman got the Sherman got the finish in the third when he, he rocked Vanderaw standing and just started teeing off on him against the fence. And it was one of those where where you know you're waiting for the referee to stop it and then all of a sudden sudden guy on the losing end he gets hit so much that he just falls to his butt and that's when the stoppage comes. I mean yeah. you know you know, it's a great finish by Sherman and a fun fight overall and very you know, I was very surprised by how that fight went. Then you had the Bantamweight fight, Sayed Nurmagomedov, uh, unanimous decision over Douglas Silva de Andrade, 30-27, and then 229-28. Uh, very, very good fight. I mean, not not blow away, but not bad. It was just, you know, Nurmagomedov, like I mentioned, about three stars, Nurmagomedov, you know, good with his wrestling and his striking to to win the fight. Then we had the middleweight fight, Cal Borello, uh, unanimous decision over Armin Petrosian, 30-27 twice and 29-28. Uh, this fight was bad. I will leave it at that. Borello clearly won. Yeah. Won. And he was, it was funny. He was calling for Drykus to play C afterwards. Nope. You're not going to get that fight. You ain't ready for that fight. You, you know, do play C will murder him. But uh, Borello does have, Good potential, but uh, he's just he needs some seasoning, and then and then it ended off with the lightweight fight, Rafael Fizzi finishing Rafael dos Anjos, eighteen seconds into the fifth round. So the uh, the bonuses went to Rafael Fiziev, Chase Sherman, and the fight of the night was Johnson and Malarkey. So just the standard four. And for my uh, ROI picks from last week, I had uh, well, one of them was Nunez, but that fight got canceled on the day of the fight uh, with Calvillo. 
Um, we didn't mention that. And then my other two picks were uh, Said Nurmagomedov and Rafael Fiziev. So you uh, made some money, if you will, with my picks. I actually I made seven bets. Uh, no, I made six bets on on that on the card. I won five of them, and then I did a three-fight parlay on Fiziev, Nurmagomedov, and Enzikulu, and uh, won a little bit. So I, I made a nice little tidy profit. Yeah, and real quick, real quick, since you did bring the bring out the Nunez Calvillo fight being called off the day the morning of the show that that's been rebooked for the August thirteenth card in San Diego. Oh, great! All right. Uh, yeah, that's actually a good location for that. Yeah, so. um, good. So they're they're gonna get to fight in front of fight, fight in front of fans yeah. is what I was trying to say. All right, and uh, we also had uh, this past week we had the tough uh, episode ten, um, which uh, was the um, women's uh, flyweight fight between as uh, as as Juliana Pena likes to say Lada. Uh, Gallardo, except sometimes she says Laura. So I, I think she plays up the Mexican accent. Um, sometimes uh, I could be wrong about that, but it sure feels like it. Um, but uh, she lost to Brogan Walker, um, and uh, it, it was I was surprised at the decision because um, I actually thought that I thought that Gallardo won at least uh, might have won two rounds. Um, and, uh, and even, you know, Juliana Pena obviously thought she had won and, uh, Dana White thought it was 30, 27 Walker. Um, and they didn't really read the scores, but Brogan Walker won. And I was actually, I didn't even realize that like it was a three round fight. Like I thought it was two rounds and then, you know, you go to a, go to a third round if it's still tied, but I guess we're into, these are like official fights now in the semifinals. Is that? You know? Well, not official. There's still exhibition, but they're three rounds. They're three rounds when they get to the semis. So, is this where UFC counts these fights in their records, but they're not officially as part of their records? And that's why we have sometimes <laughs> differing records. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird in that sense. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. UFC counts them, and sometimes they don't. It feels like UFC only counts them when like the fighters have a low amount of career fights. <laughs> it's okay. to make it look to make yeah, their yeah, records yeah. look look like oh they that they fought more it's what i told i noticed i me whenever i do do like my previews and my you know recap in the in the observer newsletter and the play by play coverage at the record show i go by what topology says because that's the most up-to-date okay up-to-date thing and they don't yeah they still have all the uh all the all the um the ultimate fighter house fights counted as exhibitions. And even in the Nevada state yeah. reporting, those are counted as exhibitions and not, not official fights. It's just, it's just something stupid they do. Okay. All right. Um, but they, yeah, uh, Brogan Walker won United decision. So she's in the finals and, uh, to do, do, so I guess, um, it's going to be Miller and Caitlin Neal in the other, uh, finals yeah. next next week, yeah. but this week tomorrow or today, as you're listening, we're getting Kamara Usman against um, Muhammad Usman Perez or Muhammad Usman. Yeah, why did I say Kamara? Uh, yeah, Muhammad Usman. This is like the guy that you know everyone figured was going to uh, is the guy to beat 
in this uh, in this tournament. Uh, oh, did you watch the last week's uh, Brogan Walker? I, I did. Gallardo. I did not. I was bu- I have been oh, busy okay. all week. <laughs> yeah, you stuff with your dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't don't go back and watch yeah. it. It's not worth it. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was something. So yeah, we're we're getting to the nitty gritty. And uh, as you said, you think that the finals are going to be on August 6th? It's not. So it'll be the week after the paper. It's, it's not. I think they're on August 6th. The finals are on August 6th. On August 6th? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then they'll probably have the... I bet you they have the fighters at ringside for the uh, Nunez-Pena fight. That I mean, that would make sense to build up the next week's... Probably not. Eh, maybe. No, nah, probably not. No? That, that'd be the last day of their camp. That'd be the last... Technically the last day of oh. training camp. So no, nah, they won't... You know. Okay. All right. Well, I thought that would be a nice idea. But <laughs> it's a nice idea, but um, nice, so I- got... nice idea that probably won't happen. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, but coming up this week, we are back on the road. Uh, Long Island debut at the new um, uh, UBS Arena, um, which uh, I think um, WWE and AEW have both run already. A couple times each. UFC's first time there. A couple times each for both. Yeah. yeah. And this will do a uh, higher gate than probably all those shows put together, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, main event, real big fight in the featherweight division, Brian Ortega and Yara Rodriguez. Um, I'm, uh, you know, Ortega, I've said often, is like when I make my list of top five fighters, like he's always in there. Um, and Yara Rodriguez isn't far out of there. So, that, like, this is, this can be a great fight. Completely contrasting styles, but. Um, I think it'll work here, and I think we'll get an exciting fight. One thing I noticed when I was doing my research, um, Ortega is like more like almost always the underdog in his fights. Did you ever realize that? Yeah, yeah. Like he's, I think he's only been the favorite like twice in his last ten fights. Like I don't know what you know, and when you look at it now, like it kind of looks weird. Like when you look at some of the fighters he was an underdog in going in. But I think that's just, you know, because he, he was, like, famous for those third-round uh, submissions, you know, that he would come get in fights he was losing. So that's why people always underrated him. But, um, you know, he ended up uh, fighting for the title. and Or did he? Yeah, he fought for the title. Twice, right? yeah. Against Volkanovski? Yeah. yeah, twice, yeah. And against Holloway. And, uh, but, right, 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 yeah. But uh, now he's, like, you know, firmly entrenched in the top five. And uh, he's got, got a fight with Yara Rodriguez. Um. Yeah, I'm just uh, super pumped for this one. Why don't you tell us about it? This is such an exciting matchup, and uh, yeah, it's just Ortega's striking. You know, when we saw him against the the zombie, I mean, that's granted that's almost been two years ago because Ortega doesn't seems to be on the one fight a year schedule kind of kind of deal right now. I'd like to see him be more active, active, but he's but you know. Yara Rodriguez is on the same kind of schedule. It's two guys you wish you could see more often because they're such such great fighters and and they match up so well against each other. They're both great on the feet. Uh and Ortega's fantastic on the ground, but Rodriguez is is really great on the ground the ground as well. And they both they're both tough as hell. They both don't quit in fights. I mean, you know, we see Brian Ortega have so many third round finishes and Yara Rodriguez is somebody who, who scored a finish with one second to go in a fight one time. So it's just, you know, these guys don't, don't quit. And uh, Yara Rodriguez claims he's been told 
that he wins and he's getting the next title shot and uh which you know got to feel bad for Josh Emmett if that's the case but but I mean if you're going to put Rodriguez in a title fight it's got to kind of happen soon you know based on like I said based on his schedule of fighting once a year you know but uh I I can't see this fight being anything but really awesome be hard to put one of these guys in a title fight like even if i think they either one of them probably needs another win after this but that's just me i mean i suppose yara rodriguez because he hasn't fought for the title yet you could do but they're both coming off losses uh you know going into this so um but you know they're high, highly ranked and, and but the problem is, is you got so many guys at featherweight that are ready now so you know like josh emmett and we've talked about um um, Avzar Evloev and a few other people, um, but these guys are both bigger names, so maybe maybe they are fighting for a title shot. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Ortega would get a title shot just because his last fight was against Volkanovski, yeah. and but uh, Rodriguez would be a fresh fight, and you know, Rodriguez, yeah, he's coming off a loss, but it was a it was a super close fight to Max Holloway, so so you know, other than sure. other than that, sure. he. Yeah. You know he's coming off wins over Jeremy Stevens and and the Zombie and all that. So yeah, I mean I think if if he wins, especially if he finishes Ortega, yeah, I mean it's justified. Yeah, and and I mean honestly, if you're looking at choosing between Yari Rodriguez and Josh Emmett, you probably go with the bigger name in in Rodriguez. So um and uh yeah and then you know like it's an ABC card. I don't think we mentioned that yet, so it'll be in the afternoon. Um, I think it's uh, main, the the, uh, the prelims kick off at like 11 a.m. Eastern, yeah. uh, 10 o'clock in the only time zone that matters, and uh, 8 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast. Um, but uh, you know the the main card is what two two Eastern time two, two our time three two Eastern? Eastern time two Eastern so one o'clock our yeah. time. So yeah, but that's ABC, right? Yeah, that's what they want, and it's a six fight main card, so yeah. three hours. Um, yeah, so and and again, like I think um honestly, like there's a couple big women's fight on this on this card and I mean I think the the other big fight in terms of like T V viewers is probably Lauren Murphy and Misha Tate. But we got Michelle Watterson in the co main event who is you know, she's kind of a big a TV draw, you know, or she has been in the past anyways. I don't know if she still is, but she's been in some fights that have done some decent audiences on TV and I think she's somebody that you want to put on TV um in the in the co-main and uh i I wouldn't necessarily say michelle waterson and amanda lemos is a big flyweight fight but it's there strawweight strawweight fight fight for lemos i guess strawweight fight yeah what was that strawweight fight not flyweight strawweight oh okay all right uh topology has it i thought it was weird that waterson would be in a flyweight fight but um, okay, so strawweight fight. Either way, um, it's a big fight for Lemos. I I don't know if it is for Watterson. I guess a big fight for both. Um, yeah, big fight for both. Just yeah. a fight. Yeah, I uh, yeah I don't know. Um, so to, I mean we've talked. I I can kind of almost guess what your three fights to watch are going to be, but why don't you tell us what they are? Uh, first one is a featherweight fight that's on the main card. That I think <laughs> this, as much as we talk about the main event, this fight could be just as good, if not better, than the main event because the matchup's so great. But it's a featherweight fight. Shane Burgos against Charles Jordan. Uh, it's just <laughs> these guys are just action-packed fighters. Whether it's on the feet or on the ground, that's uh, just 
uh, you know, that's a fantastic matchup. Uh, my second fight to watch is an interesting bantamweight fight that's actually on the prelims, and it's not even in the featured prelim spot. But I have it, no idea why. But it's uh, but it's two ranked guys, and one guy is undefeated, and a uh, Ricky Simone against Jack Shore. I mean, this is a this is a massive fight at bantamweight. Jack Shore, you know, he's sixteen and zero, and he's a guy like I've been super high on, and and I think he could fight for a title. He's a you know he's a British fighter with fantastic wrestling, and Ricky Simone has fantastic wrestling, and this should be just an absolutely crazy fight. And uh, my third fight, I'm just gonna go with it. I'm gonna. There's a lot of good fights on this. I'm gonna go with it because the stakes are high for one fighter in particular. Uh, the women's flyweight fight, Lauren Murphy against Misha Tate. Uh, Misha Tate, a hundred percent, is gonna fight Valentina Shevchenko if she wins this fight because that's. That's you know that's yeah. the whole reason for her moving to flyweight, and but it's a tough matchup for her. Lauren Murphy's very good, but uh, you know it feels like a winnable fight for Tate if she, you know, comes in and she wrestles because I think her wrestling's better than Murphy, but uh, yeah, that's a very strong fight, and there's a lot of good fights on this card, honestly. There is, and, and you'll talk about them in a yeah. second. Um, I uh, I I got a, a little bit like not not a rant, but I'm a little ticked off when when this Ricky Simone Jack Shore fight was announced I mean it was so close to the London card and I mean I remember saying like why isn't that on the London card and then I think your answer was well they need some fights for this Long Island show too and it's like okay I could buy that rationale but then why isn't it on the main card it was just gonna be on the prelims anyways they should have just put it on London like because I mean that could be like you know put that on the main card of the London show Jack Shore, if he gets a big win over Ricky Simone, like I mean, you might have like a title challenger in in the lurking, and now it's kind of on the prelims in Long Island, and nobody's probably going to care much about this fight, even though it's a huge fight. Um, I don't know. I just question that decision uh, to even have it on this card if they're just going to put it on the prelims. But what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's you know, it's too. It... Both those cards, like both the this card and the London card, it's you know it, it it's it's a fight that would ended up on the prelims on regardless on either card. So, I mean, maybe Ricky. But but on the prelims of the of the London card, it it still would have been a big deal because that crowd's going to be hot for everything. Yeah, like from yeah. the first fight on. Yeah. Well, Ricky Simone's the higher ranked guy. Maybe they gave him. You know, fighting the U.S. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Could be. Yeah, that yeah. could be. This, where's Where's Simone from? Uh, Oregon. Like, uh, I, I want to say like New Mexico. Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's nothing to do with Long Island. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just it's a minor thing. It's it's not a big deal. But I, those were the three fights that I I was pretty sure you were going to go with. And and I mean, there's a number of other ones you could have gone with, and you're gonna you're gonna talk about them in a second. But um, I've got my uh, my three ROI picks. So my first one is uh, from the early uh, undercard. It's actually Daun Jung. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's got a 93.3% ROI, and he's a plus 120 underdog against Dustin Jacoby. That's actually a 
pretty cool fight at light heavyweight uh, on the on the prelims there. I mean, you, a fight like that you could easily see on on the main card of most fight nights, but but it's on the prelims here, uh, and he's got a two and zero record whenever when he's fought as an underdog. So that's that's why he's got such a high ROI. Second one is actually Lauren Murphy, which breaks my heart because I'll be rooting for Misha Tate, but Lauren Murphy's got a fifty six percent ROI. Plus 145 underdog right now, and she's got a four and two record when she goes in as an underdog. So, um, Lauren Murphy's. Uh, I say this. I don't think I can get myself in trouble. I've used this expression before, and I, I mean it in the utmost comp- compliment. I do not mean it as an insult. Lauren Murphy's a tough broad, and uh, and and she does not like being an underdog. So I. I I think she's got a real good chance of beating Misha Tate and uh, four and two records underdog. So it's real good value there. And the other one is Brian Ortega, 61.1% ROI in the main event. He's a minus 165 favorite over Yara Rodriguez. And he's got a three and zero record when he's gone in his favorite. I mentioned before that he's, he's always almost always an underdog, but the three times that he's been a favorite, he's won all three times. So those are my three picks. And uh, why don't you take us through the rest of this uh, pretty awesome card? Yeah, it uh, kicks off on ESPN with these first six fights uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, starts off with a women's strawy fight, Jessica Panay and Emily Ducote. Uh Ducote is uh, making her UFC debut. She is the current but now former Invicta strawweight champion. <laughs> uh, I mean, she's 28 years old, but she's had, she's had 17 career fights. Uh, you know, she's, she's been fighting her way towards the UFC for a while, you know, and had some time in Bellator. Bellator fought for a title in Bellator, but, uh, yeah, she's made it to the UFC, UFC and gets, uh, Jessica Panay. That's a solid fight right there. And then you have a middleweight fight, Dwight Grant against Dustin Stolzfus. I see this as two guys fighting for their UFC futures. They're both in a must-win win situation, so uh could be an interesting fight. Then we have a really fun light heavyweight fight that you mentioned, Dustin. Jacoby gets Dion Jung. Uh, Jacoby has been really, really impressive since he came back to the UFC after after doing kickboxing for a while. But Jung is like on a something like a 15-fight unbeaten streak. It's just something ridiculous. Ridiculous, yeah. Jung hasn't lost since October 2015, so yeah, that's a that should be a hell of a fight right there. Then you have a featherweight fight that came together, you know, a few days ago. Uh, Bill Algio against Herbert Burns. Both Algio and Burns lost their original opponents on the card, and they're both featherweights. So hey, let's just have them fight each other, and it should be a really good fight. Burns is fighting for the first time in almost two years, and Algio is a pretty solid featherweight veteran. So that should be a fun fight. Then you have the bantamweight fight I was talking about, Ricky Simone against Jack Shore. Uh, that should be a hell of a fight. And then uh, prelims are capped off, middleweight fight, Puna Soriano against Dolce Lungiambula. I don't know why that's ahead of Simone Shore, but whatever. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just uh, those are two, two guys who are in must-win fight as well. Then you have the main card, uh, ABC, 2 Eastern Time. Uh, kicks off with the uh, women's flyweight fight between Lauren Murphy and Misha Tate. We talked about the stakes for Misha Tate. You know, she wins. She's going to get Valentina. Valentina, and that would be about as big of a female fight as you can make. So this is a big, important fight for Misha. Then you have the featherweight fight that I talked about, uh, Shane Burgos against Charles Jordan. Should be just action-packed. Then you have a flyweight fight, Matt Schnell against Sue Muderzi. 
I mean, this one could be just as action-packed as any other fight on the car. Carswell, both guys like to stand and trade, and just that had, you know, that has another fireworks fight written all over it. And then we have a, another fight fight that has fireworks written all over it. This one in the welterweight division, uh, Li Jingliang against Muslim Salikov. Salikov is one of the best strikers in the sport, and is just he's incredible. But he doesn't fight a whole. He's been on you know the one fight a year schedule like a lot of like a lot of other guys yeah. for the most part since he you know he's but he's won five in a row and this is his chance to you know get in the rankings and you know become a contender at welterweight and Li Jingliang is always exciting then you have the women's strawweight fight Michelle Waterson against Amanda Lemos both of them are coming off losses Lemos uh she famously lost a couple months ago to to Jessica Andrade the only standing arm triangle submission in UFC history right and uh Waterson hasn't fought in over a year there was some concern that that she got hurt during a training camp for another fight fight earlier this year and there was some concern that she was that her career could have been over but you know she's she's recovered you know she's fighting and uh she looks in good shape and this is a big fight for both women you know straw weights kind of it kind of needs some contenders too so uh yeah big fight for both and then the main event featherweight fight brian ortega yara rodriguez just that's you you, you watch that fight if you're a fan of it if you're a ufc fan or a fan of mma that's just a fantastic matchup yeah there's not a bad fight on this card at least on paper um, a couple notes from me. The Emily Decote, I was shocked that she had never fought in UFC because I feel like I've been watching her for years. And I mean, I guess it's because I have been. I mean, I remember her in you know early fights in Bellator and fighting uh, the um, uh, what's her name, Elena Lane McFarland for the title. And you know she was fighting up a weight class, so here she is at straw weight. You know, and and uh, yeah. Big, Nice to see her finally in UFC. And she's only 28, so I mean, she could be around for a little while. Dustin Jacoby, um, I was shocked to see that he has is a seven or eight fight unbeaten streak. Uh, seven. Uh, six of them in UFC. So, I mean, I don't know of anybody that, you know, that, that's like so under the radar. Like if you if you said a guy has a six fight unbeaten streak at, at light heavyweight, like you know, you'd probably come up with a lot of names before you get to Justin Jacoby, but there he is. So he gets a win all of a sudden, like, you know, you gotta like talk about him maybe getting some big fights. And, uh, the other thing I want to mention is Jordan. I hope, uh, he doesn't take any damage and gets to fight on that Paris card in a couple months. <laughs> I just, I want to see it. So that's it. That's it. Um, all right. So that is the, uh, UFC on, uh, from Long Island. You had mentioned in your column uh, in the Wrestling Observer last week, I was just reading it today, uh, you said this show isn't sold out yet. Is, is Any update on that? I have no idea. The last thing I saw uh, was that, that Twitter account, WrestleTickets, Ticks, that does yeah. that does res- wrestling, re- that tracks wrestling uh, tickets being sold. They, yeah. They've been tracking MMA too as well. And I saw like for, from an update from like two weeks ago that there was still something like, 2000 tickets available or something so it might be sold out come showtime showtime uh i've already heard that the gate is already at like two million though regardless of whether it sells out or not so yeah this is going to be a big show big show gate at the gate at least i don't and then um and then so the the if it 
so if it's not this one, maybe the Dallas show is is going to be the first one that doesn't sell out. Yeah, I mean they were. I mean, I guess I'm guessing it's not sold out because they were they were really pushing the Dallas show on this on this card on on this card this past Saturday, and they kept mentioning tickets are still available. So so okay. yeah, I you know, and that was the show like. Like I like when they yeah when they said that Pena Nunez was going to be the main event because I know they did not want a main event this show with that, but when they said that I go like that, you know, for Dallas that might not sell that out, so because Dallas is a it's huge funny. building. It's funny because Dallas is a huge building. When when they uh, when when they did that when 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 Pena upset her, I I remember people telling me oh that. That the rematch is going to be like the biggest women's fight in UFC history, and I'm like, no, it's not. No, <laughs> I mean, and, you know, here we are, a couple of weeks out, and uh, it's not. Um, you know, it's going to do better than it would have done, but it's. Uh, I mean, you know, this is going to die on pay per view, and it's maybe the first non UFC sellout. So, not trying to throw shade on the women, just it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, and and, uh, and it's tough. And I've always felt, you know, it's there's. There's something about the UFC fan where where just the women on top something like they don't buy tickets to those shows. It's a sad thing. No, they they want them on. The it's line. like they they like them being on the card, but they don't like them being in in the main event. And you even see it on these Apex shows when it's a women's main event. It's like like that's the main event. Even like when it's a good solid main event, and it's just like, yeah, it's just like it's it's a fan. Like I said, it's the fans like the women. They don't want them being in the headline spots. Spots is a real shame because it's, and I feel like you know, I don't know. I don't know if. I don't know if it's if it's kind of that way in wrestling a little bit too, you know, where, you know, you know, it's just... yeah, it depends. I mean, I think there's certain women that are okay, and I think even in UFC there are. Like, I think if Misha Tate is on top, you know, the fans will accept that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, if Ronda Rousey came back, obviously the fans are going to accept. I even that. think if Rose was on um, top, they they accept that. Yeah. Or, or you know, I think I think even um, uh, Weili Zhang could get there, yeah. uh, especially uh, in her home market. She won't get that. Um, she won't get there in America, unfortunately. As no, bad as no, 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 you know, that's just yeah, yeah. That's that's as bad. Yeah. That's bad for me to say, but yeah. And I think Michelle Waterson, if she was a better fighter, yeah. could probably have gotten there too. But you know, and Holly Holm as well like for a fight night but i mean there's very there's a few and that's it like but it's not like just any random top five contenders that you put in a fight and the main event it's not gonna sell or draw so um all right so that is the ufc on abc that's this coming weekend and so you mentioned the prelims on espn and the main card on abc uh, and is the whole fight on espn plus as usual today? yeah yeah every everything is always on espn plus yeah. so all right, cool. All right, and uh, and then uh, so we got the news, and uh, there isn't a ton. I, I we were going through this before. The one that really struck me was um, uh, Darren Till. Uh, we talked to a couple, mentioned the London show a couple times, and uh, he had a big fight scheduled for that card against uh, Jack Hermanson, and unfortunately, he had to pull out. Uh, and uh, we end up getting a guy that we've talked about on this show a lot, uh, Chris Curtis. Uh, 
coming in on short notice for another big fight. And uh, damn, like if he wins this fight, like he's got to be ranked, right? Well, yeah, of course. And uh, Curtis was on Ariel's show today. He said uh, he got a new contract and a big pay raise. And he actually said that Darren Till is going to be in his corner for the fight. No way. Yeah, he he sent out a thing on Twitter after he replaced Darren Till. Darren Till is saying, hey, Darren, I have a spot open in my corner. Would you like to be in my corner? And Darren said yes. And so Darren's actually going to be in his corner for the fight. So does does Chris Curtis come out to Sweet Caroline? Uh, I doubt it. I want to bet five bucks. I doubt it. You just you can't take. <laughs> I bet you he does. You can't take. You can't take Darren Till's entrance theme in in England from him. You know? Yeah, but Darren Till's in his corner, man. Yeah, no, no, you know, he can be the sent the sentimental favorite. No, let Crick, let because no, they'll be cheering for Jack. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, Jack's popular over there too. So, so but. yeah. But that's fun, man. Like, what a great fight. Like, Curtis has nothing to lose. I mean, we've said this, you know, how many, like almost every time he fights. Yeah. But, um, the guy was retired a year ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, and he was fighting at welterweight. Yeah, or he was like, ret- now he's fighting at. No, I say, I say a year ago. It was like 2019. He was, he was retired. He's like, I'm never yeah. making it to the UFC. He retired. And then he decided to, you know, to, you know, get off the couch and take a couple of fights. And then the UFC call finally happened and look at it. He's now three and oh, and just, you know, just beating really tough guys. And, and his last fight was against his last fight was against a decent name. <laughs> and it you just know, happened and, um, like a couple uh, weeks ago, too. No, yeah. like two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And wow, I'm I'm uh, I mean I'm going to be rooting for Curtis, but I like Jack too. So I mean, you can't lose. Yeah. Can't lose in that fight. Yeah. Um, and uh, you mentioned a couple fighters that had recently retired. Well, let's, uh, that are not let's kind of actually retired. Let's kind of go over some okay. couple injury updates on some champions. Okay, uh, Alexander Volkanov. Alexander Volkanovsky. Oh, uh, he suffered a broken thumb again in the Max Holloway fight, and he's going to have to go undergo surgery to repair it. Uh, he's going. They said his recovery time is going to be about twelve weeks before he can start training again. You know, he talked about wanting to be active, but uh, if you're having to take three months off before you can train again, you know, it's looking like December at the earliest for him, for him if even this year. So, so it's kind of a, that's kind of a setback Crazy. to the division, to the division, you know, especially because after Volkanovski, you know, he fought in April, he fought in July, and we all remember his interview saying he wants to be active, you know, talking like somebody who wants to fight four or five times a year here. So this is going to slow him down. And then Carla Sparza, who uh, was claiming that she had injuries that she didn't want to talk about and needed MRIs. Um, they all came back clean, clean, and she won't have to go undergo sur- any surgeries. And, and I, you know, this, this is kind of like a weird, weird thing. It, it almost felt like they were trying to pressure her to fight in October and all of a sudden, she claims she was injured, but she has no proof of them, proof of injuries. I think it was a lot of people think. I'm not going to say I'm one of them. A lot of people think that she was just trying. She's trying to stay the champion as long as possible and didn't want to rush in October. And October, but she's going to have to fight before the end of the year against Wei Lee. So we'll see when that fight happens. That was my thought. Yeah, I, I, you said you weren't. I'll admit it. That's what instantly what I thought. Yeah. So. 
I mean, because, I mean, you know, she talked, she's openly talked about it, about she won that title and then she yeah. rushed right into her first defense against Joanna and she never really got to enjoy time as a champion. And she won, she very clearly talked about wanting to enjoy time as a champion, which meant, meant like, eh, I don't see her fighting until the end of the year, end of the year, not when yeah. I see her fighting on her schedule, not the UFC schedule. Um, oh, we got Nate Diaz is going to be fighting on the uh, UFC 277 card. Nope. It's just the Nate. Nope. It's Nate. Oh. It's Nate. He's doing a thing. <laughs> I know. He's doing a thing with Ariel tomorrow, but uh, it's Nate. You know, he said uh, July 30th would be a nice departure date. And, you know, <laughs> he wants. It's too bad because that card could use Nate Diaz. But... He wants out, but, uh, you know, it's just. Like I said, the the Jake Paul fight ain't gonna happen. I mean, this this whole Jake Paul thing is, especially what's going with what's going on, on against uh, with the Sasim Rockman fight, you know, and Jake Jake Paul who is advocating for UFC wanting to for wanting the UFC to pay the fighters better, he's advocating for that. But he's bitching about Hasim Rockman Jr. wanting more money. He's basically wanting to pay Hasim Rockman Jr. what a UFC prelim person would fight. Like here he is advocate for UFC to pay the fighters better, but he doesn't want to pay fighters or fighters and opponents and agree to agree to have opponents make decent decent money. It's just he's he's. Are you telling? He's a fucking are you hypocrite. Me Jake Paul is. He's a fucking hypocrite. I was say, are you telling me he's 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 uh, negotiating in bad faith? He's a, he's being I, he's uh, being a hypocrite. You know, he's just he's yeah, just grandstanding thing, which is funny, which is funny because uh, I I saw somebody bring out this point about how his last two pay per views have bombed, and somebody was you know, and the Ben Askren fight did good, but the. T- two Tyron Woodley fights didn't do good at all. And somebody was saying that the only reason the Ben Askren fight did any good was because of Dana, because Dana like took, was invested in kind yeah. of like talking about that fight and kind of almost promoting it, promoting it. And that was kind of like Dana backing Ben Askren in the fight. And then now that Dana is just like, you know, ignoring Jake Paul and Jake Paul is still trying to go after Dana, but Dana's ignoring him. And, now all of a sudden his pay per views are bombing, so it's just funny. Even Ben Askren d- did a better job promoting that than you know anybody else that's been in any of these joke fights. Like I remember he was all over the place, yeah. uh, you know, uh, doing that. Um, I mean, I I brought it up earlier and then you cut me off, but uh, it's fine because it wasn't time. But uh, Felice Herring, uh, she hung up her gloves a couple weeks ago and. She's putting on some different. Well, she's gonna fight without gloves, so she didn't need her gloves. Uh, <laughs> she's fighting in bare knuckle fighting, even though they actually wear gloves. But um, the uh, yeah, I, I, that shocked me. Um, I you know I, I, I guess I shouldn't have been shocked, but you'd think that she would just stick around in UFC if she wanted to keep fighting. But uh, I don't know. Maybe she was gonna get cut. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how somebody wants to talk about how she makes so much money from OnlyFans that she doesn't need to be fighting. I guess bare knuckle, you know. I don't know how the hell. Paige said the same thing. I don't know how the hell bare knuckle is able to pay all these fighters what what they are apparently making. There has to be some kind of 
money laundering scheme going on and well how does pfl pay a million dollars to six people every year on shows that nobody watches in front of no fans well you, you I, forget you, know. you forget every it seems like every two months that pfl all of a sudden has new oh, yeah. new investors putting in millions of millions and millions of dollars 30 million dollars yeah. from a yeah. yeah yeah there's they yeah. somehow co- coerce people into investing and that's how they pay their fighters and then but but are these people who are investing actually getting any re- any return on what they're investing i don't think so it just seems like it's you know it's a good tax write-off I yeah guess. maybe yeah. um it's, jimmy flick yeah uh retire i didn't even remember him retiring but you say he's back then yeah he, he's, <laughs> uh, he's in the protesting pool yeah he retired because he was concerning about pay and 401k and no pension and post-fight life and and you know he just uh, he abruptly retired and then all of a sudden like you know here it is a year later he's like nope i'm coming back so just kind of you know yeah who cares yeah um (laughs) he was he's an exciting he's an exciting fighter you know and and there was a there's a lot of talk about him you know coming up as a as a flyweight prospect you know he's only had one ufc fight but but you know he's got a little bit of a personality so you know, it's a good. It's a good. Right. Maybe it's I'm... a good re to the division. Sure. Um, and uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. is out of the PFL playoffs, defending champion, uh, replaced by Josh Silvera, um, which uh, is, uh, yeah, I'm sure everybody cares a ton about that. But I mean, it's a fr- I'm sure this is the first of many changes <laughs> we're going to get before those playoffs actually happen. Yep. Um, they're in London, I think, for those at least one night of those playoffs. I think, yeah. and then, I think, back in Florida for the other night or something. Yeah, uh, New York. I know Kayla New York Harrison, for New York for London. the other ones, or New York. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it for the news. Um, I think we have a um a big main event though. Like we sometimes talk about the fight announcements, and uh, the one that you thought was curious was Mackenzie Dern and Yan Jianan. No. No uh, location announced, but it's October 1st. And given the fighters in that fight, feels like it could be a Brazil or maybe even a Southeast Asia location. Or an Apex show, I guess. Is that what you were hinting at? Or an Apex show. Or an Apex? Okay. <laughs> I, I just have these feelings. Yeah? Okay. As much as we, as we and now, as much as we as fans and media members say, and get out of the apex and now they're having their own employees and old caller commentators saying they need to get out of the apex i just i really feel like they're going to have a handful of shows each year there and then wouldn't surprise me if that's one of them well i guess yeah if it's not going to be in southeast asia or brazil then you're probably not headlining that fight that you're not headlining a card with that fight anywhere but the apex um and uh even even uh, headlining in in uh, you know in, in one of those locations is probably a a tough sell. Yeah. Mackenzie Dern is kind of a not really a big star, not a main eventer for sure. But that's an interesting fight though in the strawweight division and uh, could be a title eliminator as you mentioned. Yeah, Colin. couple. Um, you you. No, I was gonna, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead with the other one. I was gonna say a couple other fights. I, no, no, I, I wanted gonna... I wanted to highlight yeah. as a. The Paris card, September 3rd, uh, got a big middleweight fight. Nasser Dini Imovov, ranked middleweight against Joaquin Buckley. I mean, that's a big test for Buckley right there. He's getting the, he's getting that ranked opponent, and that's a 
I mean, that's that show's kind of got got a solid card, you know, and that's a very good addition to that card. So yeah, that's one. Uh, UFC Fight Night on September seventeenth. Co-main event's going to be Giga Chikadze against Sadiq Youssef. You know, that's a that's a really good fight. And then we have our first fight for the Abu Dhabi card on October twenty second. Big welterweight fight, Bilal Muhammad against Sean Brady. So, so there's there's the Sean Brady fight that he's been looking for, and he got it. That's uh, that's a big fight. Yeah. Um, and UFC, as of right now, UFC two eighty one. I guess uh, we'll find out as we get closer whether that'll actually be UFC two eighty one. Yeah, um, and whether it'll be a, go over it all in your uh, whether it be a pay per view or not. I heard it wasn't going to be a pay per view. Pay per view, then it might be. Then somebody's claiming it might be pay per view, but I know ESPN doesn't want any daytime pay per views. They want all the pay per views at a you know at a certain time because the date the ones that are the ones that are at non pay-per-view times don't do as well we'll just say that so who knows bet you bet you it'll be a pay-per-view north of the border well no it's supposed to be abu dhabi paying for it it's supposed to be abu dhabi so yeah i know and i have to pay for those shows i have to pay for those shows oh okay i get what you mean by that yeah 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 yeah. who knows um and uh oh We'd be remiss if we didn't mention our, our good buddy Tony Kelly got cut. That's a damn shame. So, yeah, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. Um, all right. And uh, do, do, do. Uh, we got, uh, if, if the UFC isn't enough for you this weekend, we also have a CFFC show. That's the one that sometimes gets uh, CM Punk commentating on. I don't know if he's doing this year, this week. Maybe, you know, Thursday. Uh, although he's recovering from an injury, so maybe not. But that's from Tampa. Uh, 7 p.m. on Thursday on Fight Pass. And then LFA has got a show from Brazil, uh, which, again, I think we've talked about this before. It's it's not really LFA. It's just, like, Brazilian fighters, and they're using the LFA banner. But it's Sao Paulo, Brazil, 9 p.m. Eastern on Friday on UFC Fight Pass. So that is that. So, uh, Ryan, you've got uh, your coverage of uh, UFC 276 was the last show, right? Um, yeah. In the Observer, I yeah I just read that, and uh, and then you'll have the the Battle of the Raphaels, all the coverage on this coming week's edition, and of course you can follow Ryan on Twitter and myself as well, Ryan J Frederick, Paul Ace Fontaine, and uh, and then Ryan will have coverage of the UFC on ABC on uh, Wrestling Observer starting bright and early on Saturday morning, and finished up by the evening, so you can go out for supper or go play some poker. Or, just sit sit around with your dog. Do whatever you want to do. I think I'm and, think I'm gonna uh, have be, uh, think I'm gonna have the, the niece over for the weekend, spending the weekend. Oh, there you go. Weekend, so oh, nice. They can help the dog recover. Yeah. that'll be cute. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, and then we'll be back next week. And for me, I don't have much to plug. Uh, Dynamite show. Uh, best wishes out, of course, to Jeff yes, Hawkins, yes. who, uh, as I'm sure a lot of you know. Is at home recovering. He's doing pretty well. He's going to be on the show this week. So uh, I think he said he's looking forward to it. So good for him. Good. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, good vibes here in the uh, FJ, FGM community. Um, so uh, yeah. And then, yeah, I don't, I haven't got, I got to, I got to get back on the Grandpa Dez stuff. I don't have anything booked right now, but I have like three or four people that have said they're going to do it. And we just haven't figured out a date yet. So I'll have some announcements there soon in the, in the next week or two. 
So for Ryan, I've been Paul and Ryan. Take us home like you always do. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.